To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. <laughs> and we are back. Welcome to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just, just might, might have some fun. And you might have some fun with the Navajo. I am. Yeah, this whole Navajo thing. Navajo. Came, this, this, <laughs> this whole thing with the Navajo, John was setting up. And he's he's he's. Do going, we have that <laughs> echo? I have a feeling we have that echo. Yeah, going he's on. going through. Well, we'll do that in post. He's going through uh, uh, memory lane with old pancakes um, equipment. Says Navajo. Good morning, Tamara. Thanks for. Good morning, Tamara. Um, one uh, the, the better half of Pancake Studios. Say hello. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, John says right into the old piece of what is that anyway? Condenser microphone. A condenser microphone. It's uh, an M Audio Nova, my first microphone that I bought. Says straight up, r- speaks right into and says, "I am Navajo." Navajo for no Navajo. reason. <laughs> for no reason. We weren't talking about that. Indians. Triggered my, uh, my right now, which is I'm I'm on a Venture Brothers kick, which is we're setting up for a future date, hopefully. But that's besides the point. We're we're here okay, not to but, talk but about you're, but, you're, but yes, the... you're 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 in a venture bin. Oh, that's right. Because it like if there were these really outlandish ca- cartoon characters, um, Navajo would be sort of like the the Apache chief of our universe. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I already told you that it would be our two characters, Thunderstick and Bootsy, that we've been talking about for many years. Would be the cover of one of their uh, uh, issues. Would be spotlight on. It would be Thunderstick and Bootsy, uh, uh, tied uh, one at the, the hand, <laughs> each other, and one at the, around the ankles, one another. Like it's in a desert kind of setting, and there's like this big hill, and then there's this guy dressed as like a Navajo warrior, and he's got like this axe, and you know I'm I'm reaching up there in my thun in my Thunderstick outfit, you know, and I'm looking up like, who are you? And then it was like. I am Navajo with the with the giant axe, and then you know this is the way comic books are. It, it would be, of course, a misleading because it would be a whole thing about like dun, 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 dun. And, and when the last three pages would actually be uh, Navajo. He says that, uh, but then he uses the axe to cut our bounds, uh, the, the, what's binding us together, and then we team up against like I think like probably would be like uh, corrupt marshals, something like that. Like it would be like a corrupt, corrupt. Oh, you mean we're still out in the west? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's like it's corrupt marshals on like the Indian reservation, and like we help Navajo, who is like the Navajo Nation like superhero. I'm just very interested in how we ended up, how we ended up like in the desert. Oh, it's a trippy story, man. It's crazy. It, it, it there was peyote involved. <laughs> Thunderstick and Bootsy uh, went on a vision quest. Okay. Okay. I'm listening. Uh, yeah. I'm listening. Uh, 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 probably, probably, um, probably as part of like a larger arc. That would be a good, a good um, <laughs> new segment where it's sort of like a, a a progeny to what we do with the with our game. These things write themselves. 
Okay. But it's it goes off into a tangent as we usually do anyway. Spotlight on Thunderstick and Bootsy, or the new new adventures in the old new adventures of Thunder Thunderstick, Thunderstick and, and Bootsy. Bootsy. That, that whole like shtick. Yes. Okay. All right. right. I'm open to that. I'm and open. like oh. again, like I'm interested. How did we end up <laughs> t- bound <laughs> somewhere in the desert? The I, title of that movie, by the way, since there's a Navajo super actor in there, Trail. Sorry, let me say that again. The, the title of this movie, since there's like a Navajo superstar. Oh, yeah, the spinoff that we're going to get from it is... So the title would be Trail of Fear. I like, I like it. that I like a that. lot. Fear. And hell, here's the setup. Here's the setup. Okay, you know like those, <laughs> Ed, you know like the old like um, uh, House of Mystery mm-hmm. uh, kind of like, you know, uh, horror comics, yeah. anthologies? Yeah. Things like Creep Show, mm-hmm, with the Tales, cut-off t- head, t- Tales, Tales from the Crypt, yeah, yeah. stuff like that, E.C. style. Yeah, they would always have the the uh, the host character. Mm-hmm. So they had the creeper, they had the, they had the crypt keeper, uh, they had like an evil witch. That's who Navajo is. <laughs> Navajo is the host of Trail of Fear. Right. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, uh, and he and he's and he's like he travels he's just, he's kind of like travels the highways and byways with the axe. Today's story exactly exactly is <laughs> oh. about the owl. <laughs> <laughs> what he sees, what he knows. The Every owl. man must confront the two wolves. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's a whole thing, and it's like, and it's it's always like you know, like. He's like, you know, he's chopping wood, and he's like, oh, hello there, friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Many, these land. <laughs> exactly. You know, as I you were saying. Tonight, tonight on the Trail of Fear. As I you were saying, as you were saying. barrel death. <laughs> as you were saying all of that, like, first thing in my head, of like, are we doing any justice, or are we just, like, creating more stereotypes here? Because I'm like. <laughs> You know, like oh, you're. Oh co- no, 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 no! Look, don't get me wrong. I'm, I must talk to my cousin. Mustn't be late for his casino job. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Ed, let's let's be honest here. Uh, Trail of Fear in its heyday, like when it was big. Oh, it was racist as f. It was it was horrible. It was terrible. But see, the defenders of it would come out and be like, "No, man, it was from the times. You got to get it, man." <laughs> Trail of Fear had its high. It was like big late '60s into like the mid '70s. And then, like, it kind of, they've kind of they've brought it back for reboots. It hasn't really worked out. Brought it back for reboots. Yeah, you know, it hasn't really. Oh, but it's like it's reboot. a well. It's respected from that era, you know. <laughs> and you know, Navajo has was uh, is a, is an icon. He's like, oh. he's there's a whole like they keep and they keep trying. I hear they keep trying to make a Navajo movie, and I I don't see it working today. I don't see it working today. Apart, it keeps falling apart. They could is like, uh, you know, uh, Johnny Depp was very interested. Nice. It's very interested, but he was like, "Ah, uh, I already did the whole crazy Indian guy and so I, Tonto. I got such a a backlash from doing the Lone Ranger." Yeah, he was like, "Ah, yeah, that's not really for me." So you know, let's. Uh, I often wonder: Do you have <laughs> <laughs> trying Na- to get us Na- a segue out Native of that one? Native American, Native American in you, John. Uh, I hope so. And by the way, if <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, wait, you're looking for some of that sweet casino money? Yeah, I, I dubbed you Blackbird back in the day well, when you were about like thirteen. That's true, Blackbird in the Thunderstick and Bootsy universe. Uh, Jonathan, the Jonathan-based character, is Blackbird. Yes. Well, the whole Blackbird thing was because at a young age, 
you had exemplified a lot of trivia about the Beatles. You grew up listening to the Beatles. I'm like, you will be named Blackbird. Blackbird. So it's really nothing has, uh, but you know, pretty much you were supposed to be the Nightwing of our of our universe. All right, Thunderstick. I came up with Thunderstick. Okay, we came up with Thunderstick. There's the name we, Thunderstick. We don't really know. It's lost the annals of time at this part. But no, it's the not. Thunderstick and Bootsy universe has blossomed beyond. The whole Thunderstick came up because <laughs> <laughs> it came from a Far Side comic, a Far Side panel. Two bears are looking at like a rifle on the floor, and then one of them says to the other, "Thunderstick, Thunderstick, no, my friend, that is a Rummington and whatever." <laughs> Uh, oh, that's true. Yes, that is. That is. A, that is. A, yeah, that that's is how I came up with Thunderstick. I don't believe you. And then one day, like, you know, I, in my head, I came up with the vision of Chris O'Donnell coming out and he's dressed as Robin. And, and, and the question was and asked, this is what the universe what does. What does R stand for? Me and, and so in my head, I came up with what does B stand for? And I looked at, I would look at, Bootsy would look at Thunderstick and would say straight up, Bootsy. But it's also because of it's a play on Bootsy Collins. Bootsy Collins, well, exactly. one of the greatest baseball. But again, the funk idea players of that's, all times. that's how the the whole idea started was the idea that is this going to be on a show? All of this. This is all going to be on the show. Like it's, <laughs> actually, this is we're we're, we down. are we are honestly we are honestly going on for this uh, too long. So uh, wait, wait, we, we got to move on. But uh, your tagline used to be remember, uh, here comes treble. <laughs> Never? No, I never <laughs> said that. Never said but I like that. Uh, okay. Here, here <laughs> No, we use treble, and we like time to put the treble in the bass. That is true. That is true. So all these cheesy, like tough guy catchphrases that we, uh, we will, we will continue with Thunderstick and Bootsy. Be back next point. week for Spotlight on Thunderstick and Bootsy. Uh, because uh, this week's show is actually going to be, uh, if anyone who clicked on is going to see, it's our Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler discussion. Uh, Ed and I saw it. John, unfortunately, Ooga was not chaka, able to see it. Uh, and before that, we're going to do a, a slightly, uh, a, a little longish uh, in the new segment. Longish. Like I said, we are. We, we're, you know, we're going to talk about the movie, but we're, you okay. know, we have well, a lot, there's a lot of things to get I'm to, hip, and hip. we don't have to do. We don't get to the uh, the entirety of the list here. It I'm can, hip. It can just be like, you know, rapid fire. I hey, look, I am still impressed. From Collider Video, did a uh, they did a summer movie like preview thing and like in 50 minutes they did like 25 movies <laughs> and like and they and they were like what do you think about this movie and it's like boom it's gonna be good looks kind of good like the trailer what's going on boom you what did you think it went round and round it went and it was like i was going like wow they covered like the entire like every Listen, big release film you coming know out within that period i've got now. tremendous respect for john schnepp and so many other fellows on the collider uh on the on the collider crew indeed, but indeed. I've got my I've got certain opinions about the Collider crew and of I'm course everyone does and they should that, that just goes to show how influential they are are uh, we directly uh, no we are no, not no we're not no, no we're not because no. they can squash us like a no. bug <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, um, one day I'll neck my uh, I, I, uh, well seeing that we are uh, have a lot in the news to get to this is where we would put our in the news jingle You are listening to In the News on TBC, a fanboy podcast.
and that was our in the news jingle. A lot going on here today. It's the twelfth of May. It's hard to believe we're already almost in the middle of May. And here. it feels like yes. no, and it feels like November. Jeez, oh my God, it's so cold at night. It's not funny. Anyway, uh, uh, there is a lot of stuff that has dropped uh, that uh, in the news. I, uh, the first right off the top here to get into fanboy issues is for many many years people have been wanting a third Hellboy film from Guillermo del Toro. I mean, it's his. Uh, Mike Magnolia's uh, from the comics character and universe, BPRD, all that. Uh, the films were made. Uh, the first one kind of being a cult film, but not being a, a super runaway they hit. Okay. They made okay money, but then for the for the budgets that they were, they weren't very good. Oh, they weren't. Like and those. to get this third one, apparently Guillermo del Toro was saying, "Well, if I want to close this out, I'm going to need X amount of, of like for the budget." And it no studio was taking a bite because they were like, look, it's just these haven't been the despite, sort of films that despite made having lot. like artistically Perlman knocked it out right out of the park. Right? Oh, he makes that character and that, you know, they're big shoes to fill. So we kind of thought, well, then I guess that, that means we're not going to see any Hellboy for a long time. And suddenly we get the this announcement that, no, we're going to get a Hellboy, quote unquote, reboot. With David Harbour from uh, with David Stranger Harbour from uh, Strange Days. Now is that wait is that a uh, 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 Stranger Things? I'm sorry, is that in Rumorville or is no? That that's happening. Sure? It's announced. Okay, yes. It's, okay. And it directed by Neil Marshall, who uh, Marshall has a very interesting like filmography, and of course he's a director uh, most famously of two of the greatest episodes of uh, Game of Thrones, which is uh, Blackwater and uh, Watchers on the Wall. So he hand, can handle creatures and large effects. And, you know, and apparently, if you look at his films, if you look at what he's been able to do it with, you know, reasonable budgets. You know, I don't think any any movie he's made is like some sort of like out there, like, oh, my God, you know, this this was a $200 million movie and he, he crashed and burned it or something like his, his films have been pretty... Uh, well, you know, just well looking straight on, I mean, I understand that with the Game of Thrones, um, his handle on some of the game, the, the Blackwater and the Watchers on the Wall. Great, great stuff, right? But he also but has, there's not a lot. Um, well, it, he has Dog Soldiers, yeah. he's a very well-respected uh, werewolf Centurion. film. Centurion. Centurion actually is a really good movie. Uh, have you, do you even remember this film? Um, Magneto's in it. Yeah, Fastbender's <laughs> in it, and um, I'm trying to remember who was the female, um, the pick that was like, someone online just the other day uh, reminded me, they were like, yeah, she, it was kind of like, the it was Fastbender versus the Predator, and I went, oh, yes, it is, if you have to describe that but movie, it is Fastbender versus the Predator. But aside from Har Dave, attaching David Harbour, who, who is... A fantastic actor. He was fantastic in Stranger Things. Yeah, he's, it's a great late he's bloomer. Been on he's that. one of those actors who's been floating around for years doing bit parts. The evil G-Man guy, you know, in that movie. It's he. David Harbor has been that has been that actor, right? Yeah, he's he has he has often he was in the if you remember he was in the uh, was it the, not the equal is it the Equalizer? Everything's the Equalizer. <laughs> no, uh, what do you remember there? Wasn't there, there? Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't there a scene of the in the Equalizer where he's got one guy uh, in a car and he oh, right, right, the right. exhaust okay. thing? I, to I it? think so. I think so. That's him. That's Harbor. Right. Oh, okay. So he was the the 
He's played a lot of types like right, that. Right, that's right. He was like the... Was he law, local law enforcement? He, yeah, he yeah, he was a cop. Okay. He, was, he was a Boston cop. But, I, I mean, aside from attaching someone like him to this project, I, I don't know. I feel like it's it's set up for failure. You know? You think especially too for, soon, too soon, too beloved a too no. friend. That the fans who are the fans of it, you know, they were really into Guillermo del Toro's vision right. as much as it being an adaptation of Hellboy. Because that's two... Those are two separate things. You've got... The fan, the fan base of Hellboy, who are just from the comics mm. and the whole world of Magnolia, right. and then you've got the people who came to it via the uh, Del Toro movies. Right. So, like, you, you, there is a risk because there is the sense of like, well, on top of that, the franchise is, and, sort and of it, really fizzled out. You know? Yeah, that's the other thing. We weren't talking about giant returns. At the same time, I think that the character and the world is interesting i think they were going so you could see that in those two hellboy movies they had a arc they were going uh, over the course of like I, I what was obviously leading to that third film you know because you have the first one is the origin of where well hellboy comes from why he is the way he is the second one i mean they reference a whole his apparent supposed destiny to be this like you know you know bringer of destruction blah 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 mm-hmm. blah 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 so they're and there was, I assume, going to be some sort of payoff in a third one. If they make it, if it gets into, um, le- because the, the the Hellboy series, the first movie, the second movie, um, they were very cartoony to me, you know? Um, the first one? Yeah, there's there's a little, there's a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, John the, Hurt, you know, the, 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 we are the, we are the force that bumps back in the night, you know. <laughs> um, it, there's, there's a very campiness to that, uh, to that. Uh, yeah, you know, there, I think Nazis. there, I think there, yeah, yeah there, there is some sort of, some over the top, you know, homage things going on. Uh, but I don't know. I think, I think that this sounds like actually a recipe for success. Because I think that if you budget it correctly, if you have a director who's used to, you know, working off of a smaller budget and making success with it, then maybe that's what they're going for okay. here. Well, I wonder where where that happened. Where what happened? Deadpool. <laughs> well, you know, you can't say that that's the same thing. It's it's like look, a minorly known uh, comic a comic book character. How do we handle it? Owned handle by it? Fox. You know, <laughs> that's a setup for I, failure. Yeah. And yet they disproved that. They disproved that. Uh, uh, coming up next uh, that we I think we should talk about is we had the final after a long, like, waiting for this to drop. Finally, it was here's the Blade Runner uh, 2049 trailer. Here's the sequel to Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. Uh, now, you know, executive produced by Ridley Scott. Written by the written by the same person who wrote the uh, first film, and uh, uh, Dennis uh, Villeneuve uh, doing the doing the directing, who so far is is coming along there as a real author type of director, and I really enjoyed this this trailer. I uh, I think that it hit the notes it needed to hit. It definitely brought up if you're a fan of the original film. There were callbacks in the music that was used. Um, and just in the way the world was set up, it looked like the Blade Runner world. And now it also seems to a point to possibly a slightly a slightly more action orientated or, or a, a mystery that's maybe a little more straightforward than wow. than you know the the sort of metaphorical stuff that was happening in that first film. Well, I'll tell you what I what I said. Um, I'll repeat what I said in the car, which was, 
I don't know as much as we love this property um, because Blade Runner is one of the uh, most important, especially if you're a mo- if you're a fan goer and, and a movie watcher, especially with sci-fi. This put sci-fi noir on the map, right? It's a very important movie. It's studied in film school, whatever. Um, is there a need for a sequel for this? And what I've said is that, yeah, you know, even though you have someone like Scott who's attached, he's back. He's back in the saddle. You're still um, apprehensive. You're very apprehensive. Even a without- because it's been a while since Scott has really, um, he's really made a mark on things. Yeah, um, but he's having a. Re- it seems he's having a resurgence. I think you'd say right now it sounds like he's having a resurgence. I, I, the Martian. I was, enjoyed Prometheus the, the, very the, much. See, but, and that's and that's why I'm saying even I didn't like Prometheus. I have a lot of issues with it, but there's no doubt you see the mastery of that man in that movie. You you see that that film, the production design, yeah, and everything else, like absolutely. he can he can deliver on that. And so many, and then he came back again with the Martian, and it seems that. So far, the early the early talk on Alien Covenant has been very positive. But the whole point of the of Blade Runner is that the first Blade Runner the, with the ending, and also go, going back to the source material, Phil K. Dicks do uh, do Android Dream of Electric Sheep, Sheep, right? So um, that you know, and the whole big question, especially with the director's cut, is Deck is Decker right. is a, Decker... In, a, a replicant or not? And there's nothing to the say that, but this. there's nothing to say that this film doesn't continue that line or or offer something else because we don't honestly have. And I can, I'm still going to watch it, right? right? We, you know, we, because... we don't have a big idea of what the specifics of the plot is, which is another thing I liked about that trailer is that it was very mysterious. You don't necessarily know what the overall mm. big, you know, big themes of it are or big, you know. But but it seems to continue in that world. I, I again, I have faith in the people involved. Mm. Because I think that uh, they're on a roll. I think, especially the director. Uh, a, you know, John, you said you haven't seen it, so you know, get on that. The original? <laughs> I think I've seen the original. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, but see, see, what I mean is see the trailer. Oh, the trailer. You're gonna get yeah. to check out the trailer. So, <laughs> uh, I think the uh, the next is another is a is a, a trailer for another sequel sequel, and I know it's a sequel that you're not like too like super excited for because you weren't super crazy about the first film. The, the Kingsman. Is the Kingsman the, the Golden Circle trailer, uh, which was another, like, when are we going to get this trailer kind of situations? Finally got it. And it was okay. I'm not... Uh, I'm of... I enjoyed the first film a hell of a lot more than Ed. I, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was this great, over-the-top, sort of like James Bond, Man from Uncle kind of like pastiche thing, and uh, I thought the villains worked. I thought mo- I thought most of the characters worked, but I always said what was the one problem I had with that movie was I was much more invested and engaged by the older characters, the female lead and the male lead in that film, and the male lead was Taron Edgerton. I just didn't care. I I just really didn't think that they were that. He wasn't memorable. He didn't add anything to. The film, and when I think about the parts of the film that I love the most, it, I, I, he's not he's not part of any of those sort of like scenes too much in my mind. And I'm gonna I, I'm just gonna re, I'm just gonna which say goes again. to which by the way goes to uh, the trailer, which is of course the big reveal, and it is that uh, Colin Firth's character is still alive. Harry's still alive. It, it which tells me something, which tells me maybe they on some level agree with that the idea that uh, I don't know if Taron Edgerton can can handle this franchise by himself 
very that you have to bring back the one character who stood out the most from Samuel the first Jackson. film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he spoke with the lift the whole the whole entire time. That I just I me. have no and again that worked for me. It's I'm, no secret like that. Um, I don't Englishmen. Goddamn cafe. I, I don't have I don't have a love for <laughs> wait wait hold on see see I I hope I hope that that Samuel Jackson reaches an age where he's senile enough that he just says stuff like that and no one cares he's like yeah Samuel's too I'm gonna tell you what the problem is too many damn Englishmen by the way a segue by the way a segue I recently watched uh, Hateful Eight. Um, oh, yeah. people uh, say, oh, you know, it's, uh, oh, yeah, I'm not that crazy about the movie, but it is by far, um, it could go as a one-act one act play. That's Denzel, right? No, no, that's, no, that's Sam, Sam Elegant. That's Sam Elegant. And he's just fabulous in that. But anyway, that's besides the point. No, um, the King's... Is there another movie with uh, Denzel Washington? With the not, not a Tarantino movie. Yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. That was yeah, the you're thinking Magnificent Seven. Seven remake. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So eight, seven. <laughs> now with Kingsman, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'm gonna say what I, what I told Miguel earlier is that um, with the Kingsman, it loses me because that ending just drifts off into Austin Powers territory. What happens? <laughs> they start fighting in some cave, and they're running around <laughs> in the cave. That to me is Austin Powers. And also, I think it was, but see, I think it is supposed to be somewhat like that. I don't think that that's a misstep. I think that, of course that was, it's supposed to be, yes, this is exactly like Yeah, so of all those, of a sudden it's art, uh, um, copying parody, copying art, you know, it's just. Well, no, well, I think in the sense, in the Austin Powers sense, not in the sense it's trying to be Austin Powers, but in the sense of what was Austin Powers a, a parody, it was a being and a I could have sworn of, that, uh, like, when the rock, like, Two five minutes till 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 explosion. Like you know when like a lot of these like James Bond endings. Yes. Where there's like, there's something on the intercom that goes four minutes left. You know. I, I, again, I I think that that was sort of the point of it. I I think that it was. Going and you see for... how how well we may get into that again. What how this affects the 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 big film we're going to review. I'll talk about something. Sure. Okay. Uh, but, but but again, but the and that the other thing also is. It seems to me that the Kingsman as a franchise is a bad copy of uh, Unwanted, right? Wanted with uh, James McAvoy. Uh, you know, there are there similarities. Yes, okay, there are similarities. I'm not going to go that as as far as that. I I will say that again. I in really three enjoyed minutes the, till explosion. I enjoyed the first film for what it was. Well, Taron Edgerton was not the reason why, and. While I'm looking forward to a a, a a a sequel, I'm not like other people that are like on their on the edge for the sequel. Mm. I'm like I really enjoyed the first film, but well, I'm not. I have to see, especially with them bringing back a character that should have been dead. It's like the same I need... director who directed X Men First Class. Yeah, that should have been your first red flag. No, well, <laughs> Vaughn is actually really really talented. I'm I'm just of the mind that's like that first film. I said all it needed to say. I'm not sure I needed, you know, and again, I think it's telling that it's like, oh, uh, Taron Edgerton's going to be the headliner of this franchise. I'm not sure he's he, ready for that. So like, let's bring let's bring if, Colin Firth back in because we know that when people talk about that film, that's the other part. I do not associate that film with Taron Edgerton's character, even though he's the main character and he survives and lives at the end, whereas the uh, Colin Firth character doesn't. What, what My issue is... The only memorable stuff in that film for me is Colin Firth's character. The church scene. That's Colin Firth. Okay, now, about That's what that. I'm going to remember. I don't remember really... So you, you've you mentioned Colin Firth. 
Mark Strong, by the way, also de- delivers. What do we? What is it we that got we bridges re- in what, this film? What we is, got. Uh, what is it that we really want in the, from the Kingsman? At least what I want. What do you want from the Kingsman? Is you take um, the a George Smiley movie, Taylor Tinker, Soldier Spy. Okay. Right? Re- all right. Uh, you and, want something a little more serious? Is that? Yeah, you know and you and for. you meld that with um, a, and you give us a real League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie. Okay, you know, that's what, what a need, Kingsman movie is should should be. What they need in their next movie is Mr. Bean. Okay. You know what? Why not? Yeah. You know why not? Let's. But, but again, <laughs> but what they're doing with the sequel here is that they're bringing in Channing Tatum. And while I did enjoy Tar- Channing Tatum in um, um, in Hateful Eight, Eight um, I'm just I'm just not looking forward to okay. it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, I uh, something else dropped while we were away. Of course, I'd I'd like to get uh, Ed's uh, take on this, and I don't know, John, if you probably haven't seen or cared, but uh, uh, Marvel has. Uh, of course, is owned by Disney. Disney owns ABC. ABC is the home of Angels of Shield. It was the home of Peggy Carter, they, and now they're getting they another canceled series. Last Man Standing. No, oh, whatever. They're, that, they're bringing uh... in a, they, and they are bringing in another Marvel series, which is a adaptation of Inhumans, which Inhumans have been a part of the uh, plot of Angels of Shield going back a couple of seasons. And for anyone who doesn't know the Inhumans, the Inhumans are uh, this uh, this Mist. <laughs> This uh, secret society of of uh, mutated human beings has existed for a long time, separate from humanity. Uh, they were uh, bred by the Kree here on planet Earth. Blue skin aliens from Marvel, and they they've changed certain things in the background. Like again, the rationale originally was like, "Oh, they're improving human genetics," and then it became, "No, actually, they were bred to be." have specific mutations so that they could fit in with other alien life forms so that the Kree would use them as a, like... Interface. Uh, yeah, yeah, that they would be like, in oh, the Marvel you, you can be a spy for us within these various places because you have a mutation that makes you seem exactly like this alien. I, and I don't know if that then changed or what's so going on, but the Inhumans have been a group introduced from uh, Marvel with the, via the Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. And I've always, like I said, they're, I, they're royal mutants. The inner circle, the core group of Inhumans, has always been the Illuminati. They, uh, well, they've yeah, always been. Well. Uh, Black Bolt is a member of the Illuminati, but that's right. another story. Uh, but it's always been the idea of like, here's the royal family, and that's when people think of the Inhumans. They well, think according of the to Marvel, family. according to Marvel Studios, like the ultimate product, of what you get is someone like Scarlet Witch or Quicksilver. They're um, uh, they're not mutants, and they call, can't call. Yeah, them well, that's the other thing is that yeah, is that there's a, a really good possibility that the only reason that you're getting any Inhumans stuff at all from Marvel is because Marvel does not have the right to do live action versions of the mutants. So they have to push a separate uh, a different group and sort of fit them into that role and what they would bring to the table in the Marvel universe. Well as you're you're saying all this like uh, already um, are we even enthusiastically talking about any of this? No, no. Well, really. well, there's a reason uh, why, and not. that is because that was a terrible first look at those characters. Um, And you know what? The they, image, I disagree. The image... Um, uh, really? I, I don't mind that. Um, Crystal looks like Crystal, by the oh, way. Oh, no! That's... It's all, it's all very bottom of the barrel to me. It just, like... Well, we've only gotten one image. Right. I know, but it's that's the thing. You want to put your best foot forward, and I don't think that that's. And I like, understand like, that it's ABC television. I understand that Ike Perlmutter is a. Is that what we're talking about here? 
Yeah, yeah the, that's Medusa. Yeah, and it's and these are very important Marvel characters. And Medusa, they're very tied Medusa, into Fantastic, Black Fantastic, Bolt, Fantastic Card, Four. I mean, like I understand you couldn't, you can never do a one for one with some of these characters. That you have to adapt very liberally. And I think the Inhumans are that kind of characters. I think their their costuming and everything oh. as cool as it can be. Are they even going to bring in Lockjaw? Black Bolt. Well, yeah, yes, that, that, that is, is Ramsey Bolton. That's Ramsey Bolton as Maximus right. the Mad. Right, yes. Right. Yeah, that is Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, and that's the thing, John. See, the Inhumans. If you take them seriously, offer you a Game of Thrones in a superhero world kind of thing. You've got the scheming of the brother against the against the the, the leader. You've got the fact that the leader doesn't talk, and it, he only has to he only has to emote with his face and his yeah, eyes. Because when he opens his mouth, he has a destructive just... force of like an atomic bomb right. when he really? speaks. Yeah, even a whisper. Yeah, and he has a brother who was born with no powers. Mm. And they're an they're a offshoot society, and as part of their this, this thing is, people are inborn with some kind of potentiality for mutancy, and then they expose them to the Terrigen mists, and it transforms and gives each one of their member of their society unique uh, power of some kind. And there are interesting links in the comics between the Inhumans and the mutants, because you have a similar. It's like oh, here's this kind of a similar thing and they've moved the Inhumans into a more mutant type place in the comics because of the whole like well geez you know we don't really want to you know Disney owns Marvel Comics Fox simply has the rights to do mutant movies and, and television and things of that nature so they're like oh, we don't want to use our comics to basically promote characters that can only be seen in live action uh, under another banner so they've gone to this whole like, oh, let's really move the Inhumans into a place. So, but already like the confidence isn't for me. It's not there because um, Marvel Studios. Well, this is Marvel Entertainment and ABC Studios, T- TV Studios, or whatever they call. Given they, us, have given us, given us agent of, crap. of yes, yeah, yes. you know. And uh, I'm sorry, we're not the agent first. Agent of Shield is is it, it's <laughs> never been a good. It's never been a good show. We our it's friend not Pete, a good show by the now. way, Pete is out it's there. It's not. It He's, just isn't. He, he <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm he's sorry. watched it, and even he's admitted, like, I I don't even know why I'm watching this, you know? Um, and it's interesting because they, they were pretty much the same people behind the Agent, uh, the Agent Carter show. Which, which was a decent I show. Uh, like, now, which I again, enjoy. decent is also maybe still damning with faint praise because outside of the Netflix shows, I mean, like, it hasn't... This is and where this, this and insert this goes... Jonathan Vergara's uh, Iron Fist commentary here. <laughs> was the action better than Iron Fist? If so, <laughs> well, I think I think this this we can, we can use this as a bridge to the next thing to talk about, which is that looking at those costumes and not filling anyone with a lot of like, okay, this this is this doesn't seem. We then have to then like. Trans, um, not transfigure. What are we gonna say? Transpose, I guess. Compare that to that we got this Defenders trailer, and you see when uh, one version of I guess what I'm saying. We see one version of Marvel, the one that's on network television, Mm -hmm, right? And then we see the Defenders trailer and seeing okay, this is Marvel and Netflix with something they've built up, and even again, like we've talked about, um, I kind of, I kind of feel that. Luke Cage is good, but it doesn't reach its potential. It's kind of like, you know, should have been shorter, blah, blah, blah. We've all talked about 
Iron Fist and its lackluster nature. But this trailer for me hit the spot. Uh, the first look at, you know, Sigourney Weaver's character, uh, seeing them in that uh, they're getting a, a team hallway fight. You know, that seems to be a uh, um, a specialty of the show. <laughs> uh, Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil, um, there he's got the suit on, but he has to cover his face for you. For <laughs> well, yeah, well, he has a business suit on, and so so he takes Jessica Jones's uh, like shawl or something, and she's like, "You look like an idiot." It's like it's your shawl or something. <laughs> uh, again, I like. It's a lot of big. I like the fun. little. I like the little interactions that yeah. already we saw of Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Already, that was an improvement to me. I love it. He was like, you know, like, uh, how can you not be hurt? How did you do that thing with your fist? He was like, I'm the immoral lion fist. And he's like, you're what? <laughs> and I'm going like, yeah, that's what the relationship should be like. But already it's like, I want to know who they're fighting. If if it brings, I, if I, it leads me to that question, then well, I'm we've interested. Got the, it's obviously the hand is going to be probably the big overarching Well, Scott Glenn's thing. in it. So we got Scott Glenn back. We have Electra's back. Okay, so that's where they're going to finish up that storyline. But... Who is Sigourney Weaver's character? And they're saying that, uh, from what I've heard, is that her character is supposed to have a connection to all of them in some mm, way. Okay. And I'm thinking that this might have something to do with the uh, group that was behind uh, Nuke, the cop that was taking the pills in the Jessica Jones show, and w- that we learned was also part and parcel oh, yeah, of yeah. the same chemical accident that gave Jessica Jones her powers. I think we're also going to learn that that's probably the same chemicals that gave that Luke gave, Cage's that, powers. No, that gave uh, Dare, that blinded Daredevil. Okay. And we're going to get that, yes, that they were also the same company that was behind the experiments. So one big tapestry. This is Yeah, it's just where tapestry. does, is the question is then is where does Iron Fist and his mythology fit with that? Mm-hmm. And again, they may just be like, we don't have to come up with a direct connection there. We, it's like, hey, I, we already established Iron Fist fights the hand. So Now, um, in which begs two questions. Is there a return of Vince D'Onofrio? I hope that he there's there's a there's In a Defenders, return. you want to see some Kingpin action? Yeah, well, because he was huge. He's a really huge part of this whole myth of this, the thread of this mythology here. Um, I, I you know hope what? I don't, that I don't this need, I don't need the in, D'Onofrio appearance myself. <laughs> I hope that this brings in Bullseye at this point. I'm very interested to see. We would have heard about a casting for Bullseye. We know. We I, don't know. I mean, we, we would have heard know. about a casting for Bullseye. I hope they show more Punisher. There oh, have yeah. been people oh, that have yeah, said yeah, this. Yeah, they yeah. have Punisher people that said that awesome. maybe Punisher is going to make a little guest appearance. Rental, right? Uh, Who's getting? I would. I would. I wouldn't mind. And yes, and the series is moving Brent. along. We're getting their their chain from uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, right. Absolutely fantastic. Absolutely great. Uh, uh, there's a little talk about the Game of Thrones uh, world that we got recently, which is that it seems as though HBO is looking beyond the end of the Game of Thrones uh, series proper and looking to develop spinoffs. And apparently, well, we're, they're getting spin-offs. this season and then this coming season over the summer, and then another season, and then that's it. Then they they are they're pulling the plug. That'll be and they'll have done their Good. story, but. There, ha- there is this talk of them doing, uh, developing now. I think it's a little clickbaity. Some people are saying, oh, they're developing four different shows. It seems like they're really developing four different ideas right now and seeing where they're going to go. Uh, my favorite idea probably is, because I'm not going to pretend I've read all the books. I haven't read the books yet. But uh, as it's been explained to me and as I've done my when we did all that research for the Game of Thrones show we did, that there's a series that uh, uh, George R. R. Martin has that is uh, takes place in the past of the Game of Thrones world, 
uh, called uh, the Duncan Egg series, which is basically mm-hmm. uh, the story of like this uh, really powerful knight, uh, knight errant, and he happens to end up as a, uh, as a squire. His squire is one of the Targaryen princes, and he's the one who's supposed to eventually become. He will become a king. So it's sort of like how this Targaryen prince took this like apprenticeship under this great knight and how that developed his own ideas because he actually turned into a very good Targaryen king. He was like really beloved. He was trying to bring democracy to the masses, all this other stuff. Sign me up. Uh, So if that's the series, I think that also sounds like the one that makes the most sense because you have a a very likable um, protagonist and you don't necessarily, it's so, it's far enough in the past that it essentially you you free up like the story you can right. it's like yeah. oh you don't have to be beholden to like well who is uh, it's like if you're going to deal with anyone's like lineage it's going to be their great great grandfather or something like that yeah we don't have to deal with the uh, oh has uh, martin written these yet you know how can we well that's forward, the yes right? yes that is the other part you they definitely don't yeah. have to worry about where the but, ending it's, um, it's, it has a, you know, hbo sex and violence you know what yeah sign me up you know i yeah look i'm i look i'm i think that at at some point maybe it became in it became a beast on its own and that's why it's mm-hmm. not just the idea that, like, this is a very popular show, but it's a very popular show that, look at, it's a sprawling production. And when you produce something that long for that many period, you know, period of time, you have a working group. You're like, why do I, why would I want that to separate? Why would I want these creatives to separate? You start going like, and also they become like a self, you know, just think about in order to produce the makeup and the costumes and all the rest. That's like, you know. Suddenly it's like, if Game of Thrones goes away, that company that does that probably loses its primary, like, you know, so it's the idea is like, okay, let's keep this beast going. What else can we churn out? You know, it's a natural course when you're, 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 when they're coming up with like, you know, Game of Thrones waffle, waffle makers. (laughs) And and, what I'm saying is that, you know, this is the life that it's, that, that, that it has. Spaceballs, the musical. (laughs) Spaceballs, the toilet paper. (laughs) It is, but that's why I mean, it's sort of like, it because now it's becoming sort of. Comical. Well, no, but comical, but it's sort of like, it's, it's such a huge economic endeavor Mm -hmm. that it's almost self, regenerating that it has to like hey, we have to keep going because it's, it's just so big a thing and it's now we have you know um but yeah i'm all for that now uh, uh last two things here on the list would be we've got the three things okay three things okay all right uh we've got another trailer that dropped that uh again I, john didn't see but me and ed mm-hmm. saw which was uh the trailer for uh cloak and dagger which is going to be premiering early 2018 on freeform mm-hmm uh, which I forget what Freeform used to be. I think it used to be something else, and like it's under an. Uh, uh, was it like ABC Family or something? Maybe something like that. Let, let me let me just. Uh... In any case, it's an it's looking to be a in the MCU adaptation of two characters that have a, 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 a kind of a really twist and turny kind of like origin because they were mutants at one point, right? The Cloak and Dagger were. Uh, they were mutants, but they were mutated by drugs. They're, and... they're, they're a Marvel property which they you might and have I grew up them with. Into humans now, I think. Yeah, and the, and it's been Cloak and Dagger. Like I don't know how you felt about them, like growing up uh, reading the comics or or not reading the comics. Um, but even so, 
it was just one of those things where, yeah, you know, are they mutants or are they not mutants? Um, but just watching the trailer, yeah, you grabbed me. I, I do want to see this. Yeah, that's the, the trailer is really well done. And you don't get much. You don't get a lot, but it, it totally felt to me like it fit into the Netflix Marvel mm-hmm. world. It's, it's like like it really felt like okay yeah this this I could see Matt Murdock dropping in on, on these people I could see it's story of young it's really youthful young romance and I think that's what uh, the whole idea behind Freeform which um, is like an appeal used to, to like younger... Disney ABC a, a appeal to a younger audience yeah 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 okay um, who are and that's nothing they were it's a that's the other part of the characters too. is is it's an interracial relationship between a young uh, a young white girl and a and a, and a black but. boy black guy ruined the life of a promising oh woman. god oh why do you have to say why? you know john Come why on, i just googled it it's obvious <laughs> it's, i it's obvious. am um, never <laughs> but there was a count there was sort of a counter to this on the internet's where it's like i don't want to see this uh, oh, guess what's what else is coming? But we haven't seen a trailer yet. Is um, Runaways, and right, Hulu? Netflix is I think doing Runaways. Is that or was it Hulu? Um, we should we should be better prepared. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? You know, I mean, we're doing we're we're doing news on trailers and teasers and and whatnot. Yeah, but still, we have to let people know how prepared we are. <laughs> We're so damn unprepared. We're laughing at I am Navajo and crap beforehand. And uh, notes. And again, Runaway, Runaway Zero has just been no news yet. Just chatter. Oh, uh, no, I'm, I wouldn't go that far. I, oh, okay. I think it might be something you and I just haven't paid attention to. But I think there is actually solid, like, uh, movement on that. Well, we're, we're not going to get into We're it. not going to get into that. But anyway, but uh, I liked what I saw with that, with that mm. Cloak and Dagger trailer. It seemed to handle the both things. Like for the majority of it, you don't even know. Is this I a love that movie thing? with Daphne Coleman. That's it right. Good, it is a good movie, though. Go see it. Remake for- that Hollywood remake. Give me Cloak and Dagger. This the the Daphne Coleman version, modern day. But anyway, this Cloak and Dagger. And Elliot from ET. Elliot from ET. I actually, uh, uh, again, I liked it. I like that the this Cloak and Dagger trailer. It was very serious, and then introduced the superpowered stuff into it more toward the latter ha- half of it. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like okay, it seemed to be on like really good grounding as a drama. Uh, great that it's for young kids, uh, you know, younger, you know, younger people. It's not necessarily going to be super, but it seemed to be dark enough for its material. And in the comics, Cloak and Dagger are they go after drug dealers and they kill them. That was their original deal, remember? Oh, that's what that guy in the Philippines is doing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, Cloak and let me tell you, Cloak and Dagger, number one, is my favorite one. He modeled his whole justice system. First off, first off, you have some respect for Presidente Duterte, okay? Ed can Ed 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 is of course. Ed, he is. Course, my wife is from the Philippines. He's so. Chinese and he's married to a woman from the Philippines, so he. Can She's not. Who's not Filipino, by the way? Who's not Filipino? Well, but, I'm glad that you guys aren't going out there killing. By the way, you know, I've spent. I've been spending most of my career cleaning up the streets. So you go ahead and you go to the old town where I was mayor, where I cleaned up the streets. <laughs> no one is complaining right now. Yeah, because they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> but then, tss, 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 
Uh, but uh, <laughs> Cloak, and Cloak and Dagger, yes. yes. We're so friends. we're looking. So we're looking forward to Cloak and Dagger. I liked it. Um, the Dark Tra- the Dark Tower trailer dropped, which was another incoming, you know, trailer that was a long. Thank way God we're not it. talking about it. I have, I have no love for, for Stephen King, by the way. Yeah. Okay. What? All right. I I look. I, I am except for Shawshank. I I honestly am going to be one of these guys, and I'll say it myself. I'm not a horror guy myself. Uh, my exposure to King has been limited than more other people. I think. Uh, uh, I loved reading The Stand. He's been called the greatest. He is of our a generation. he. He is. He is a. I like The Shining. Yeah, I read The Shining. Uh, I, I just have not read as much of them as I would like, but I have liked, you mentioned Shawshank, I have liked many films <laughs> adapted from his work. I'm sorry, that was uh, written by a guy named Richard Bachman. No, whatever, dude, I'm going to punch you in the face. Uh, <laughs> Misery, you know, okay. actually films that are based around like his, some of his, like the early adaptations of the film where they always went for the really deep horror supernatural. Mm-hmm. But he really found his success in, in the sort of the, the, some of these short stories and stuff that are a little more on the mundane side. Yeah. Like, again, like Stand Shawshank. by Me. Stand By Me, stuff like that. Um, but would. this is the thing. This is this is a culmination of a series of novels that has been a big part of his, you know, his career that people have been waiting for her. This was his Game of Thrones in many, many ways. Eight, and books. eight book series. Eight book series. All right, all right. All right. And now we have the adaptation. There's was been some uh some disgruntlement amongst the fans for a lot of things that we're doing that they're changing. Because King Driss is black. Uh, because King because Idris it, Elba, the <laughs> most one of the most beautiful human beings on the planet. Whoa, okay. Is a black man. And that's why That was such one of the things, but you know it's also people are saying this is also a question of <laughs> the nature of these books. Now Anyone's spoiler to talk about these books is the fact that it's about a cycle and like sort of a recycling. And so the idea of the reason why this movie is sort of like it's not a direct adaptation of the books. They're saying it's a story that happens again. And since the story in in this site is supposed to cycle, it's like this is just another one of those. This is just another it's a Doctor version. Who situation. Yeah, it's just another version of that story, uh, which I think is an interesting like out for that. But I don't know how that's going to work. And I have to say, having only I read the first book, I, The Gunslinger, and it didn't grab me. The world didn't mm. grab me. The story didn't quite grab me. So I never continued with it. That said, a lot of fans, and I think I kind of agree with them. Having seen that first trailer, I was not impressed. It didn't make me go like I. Ha- it seemed very they, that they took something that's very, very strange and unique, and made it very generic. You know, it's about well, this, multiple I didn't worlds read the gun- I didn't, crossing over. I kind of know about it, but I didn't read it. Um, I'm I, I someone who refuses to. Hey, you know, this is by the way, the gunslinger is this this thick. Yeah. The 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 next novels were like this thick. Yeah, right? exactly. So, I can I get that. I get that. I understand um, that. I understand. So, but based on a trailer, uh, I'll. I'll watch it because of the I, the, the, I, I, the actors I, I, that are on I'm it. I'm not as like super apathetic or down as some of like the fans are who feel that there's a betrayal going on or something like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, my feeling was I watched it going like oh, this. Right. I, this seems like it could have been something much different. This looks mm-hmm. like you're just trying to deliver a, a big four quadrant. 
pleaser, and I'm Plus not sure. Plus, also that, the, um, the sort of the gunplay with the with, with the I don't shoot with, with my eyes. With the, I shoot, I shoot with my, my heart. heart. Uh, with the with the <laughs> the, the, the slow mo and the in the ammo, it's very Anton Fuqua to me. You know, chariot fat Anton Fuqua. So, but maybe see that's the thing. Maybe in but see then the rest of the film is like again sort of generically like if it had been a really stylized director and a style a real mm-hmm. style you know if it had been someone who's like, directing this by the way I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> I think uh, I we do our research. We don't do our research here. With our you're just we we disclose our ineptitude. I I think I like that we disclose we our disclose our ineptitude <laughs> to be to be continued. We disclose our ineptitude. Unlike, unlike uh, certain administrations that you'll know nameless, <laughs> no nameless, go nameless. All right, well, we got the director here on this. Uh, n- oh, n- n- Nat Nata Arcel. No, I'm sorry, Nick Nikolai Arcel, and he's done. Uh, oh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Did he do that movie? Let me see. Direct it. Um, the Royal Affair. Yeah, really hasn't really done much. Yeah, well, there you go. That's probably yeah. t- that's probably saying something. Um, Danish. I, like I said, it seems like they're taking something really unique and just kind of like uh, giving it a whitewash of blah. And finally, to just to get the, this out of the way, uh, Fox has put their flag down for three dates for uh, three new X-titles. of their X uh, uh, mutant films. Uh, opening on uh, April 13th, 2018, is the first of the New Mutants. Which, by the way, Macy Williams, I, I think I saw it this morning, uh, has already has been, been has already been attached to that project. And uh, we're thinking Wolfsbane? Thinking Wolfsbane. I saw something on Instagram. Someone sketched uh, something with Macy Williams' face on it, and she looked like okay. Wolf, John, Wolfsbane the, the, from The, the, the uh, New, New Mutants are basically the like the younger version of the X-Men. They're the students at, at the. And there are another. The they're, they're the young students at the Xavier Institute. Those were the, the kids running across the border. Right? And they those characters were based on many of those characters from the new. Are you still, so, you yes. still you're still crying over the over the black fat oh, kid, little, little, little fat black kid, <laughs> and, and, and but, Logan. That's, but uh, that's so that's my favorite part of the Logan review. You're like you were like John. You saw yourself as that fat little black black kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, so they're doing a movie version of the of the New Mutants and uh, Maisie Williams. Uh, who we're talking about should probably be playing a character called Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane is a character in the comics who's uh, Irish, right? And she's mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a lycanthrope. She can she can transform herself into a wolf. This, this broke an hour ago. McAvoy won't be Professor X. For what? For New Mutants. That really? Make, that makes no sense. McAvoy that makes no sense. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're replacing him with another actor. I know, but it just means he's not appearing. There has to be a Professor X in New Mutants. That's what I'm saying. I mean, that's why that's that surprises me. Now, now, wow, that is actually yeah. right. Now, about New Mutants, I hope that they give us these classic characters: Wolfsbane, Cipher, um, uh, um, Cannonball. Can you need Sam Cannonball, right? Yeah. Sunspot. Yeah. Um, uh, who's the shaman's uh, daughter? The X-Men universe has another Stark. Okay. Daisy's Williams will play... Oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> a shape-shifting uh, wolf <laughs> Oh, then it is. Then it is. And she's playing Wolfman. All right. Uh, coming up after, uh, also in 2018, and this is what's very interesting, is 
DC's putting out, um, I'm sorry, uh, Fox is putting out three mutant movies mm. in, a, in a year. Uh, of June of 2018 is Deadpool 2, which I have no doubt is going to be gigantic. And I hope there's going to be more of, I left my duffel bag gag. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, just that little tease thing they did in front of Logan. Yeah. With the, yeah. the, the John Williams mm-hmm. Superman music and all that. That was, I mean, just bloody brilliant. And, uh, you know, we're going to get Josh Brolin as Cable is going to be in this Deadpool sequel. So, you know, and then finally. I heard that review. uh, Finally, November 9th, 2018 is uh, dropping the next in the sort of X-Men. X-Men film proper is going to be Dark Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So we're getting. Gene! Gene! You know, uh, here's a big question. I love you, Gene. Here's a big question. Will they. Well, you have a friend, Eugene. <laughs> will we have a situation where will they go straight to the Wolverine recast with that? That's a good. Well, that is a you know great. Will they, will they question. say, "Look, we're doing an X Men wow, movie"? That is that is interesting. You know, we don't have access to Hugh Jackman. We might as well. Why not? It's it's gonna it's in two thousand eighteen. You know, I yeah. mean, I think we. Tom would. Hardy's got a job. <laughs> no, look, they. I think that they're gonna. They should start with someone. I, I don't think who was at the same age right. as Jackman was when he started. Mm-hmm. So Taron Egerton. <laughs> uh, he was no. He wasn't even that young. Um, well, so that sort of like uh, anything to really say on that, other than I think it just shows that they're very confident in this franchise. No, but um, uh, I mean that pretty much wraps up the, uh, that which is in the news. But that going forward also is uh, we're hoping that one of our up-and-coming shows, Wonder Woman is less than a month away. Right. So we have that to look forward to, and I'm trusting that everyone is going to be watching that, right? Of course right. I'm going to go I'm gonna go see Wonder Woman. I mean, course. my wife says, like, she's going to take off to watch that, show, to, to watch that movie. You know, if, That's going to be a big deal, and it should be a big deal. If your wife can take off work and see it, then, man, I, I'm a jerk for, for not being there. Thank you, Mega Jerk, by the way. Yeah, Me- that opinion. is his tag on Instagram, Mega Jerk. <laughs> In any case, <laughs> in any case, yes, we're gonna go see. We're definitely going to go see uh, Wonder Woman when it comes out. Uh, the rest of this show is going to be dedicated to our review discussion, just between me and Edward, because you're out. You're out, John. You didn't see it. Yeah, but you're talking about the, the Wonder Woman and uh, that website, uh, Rosers. Right? <laughs> He's officially out. <sighs> Listen to my voice one more time. <laughs> Sigh-inducing. Sigh-inducing. Uh, the film we're talking about for this episode is going to be our review discussion of Guardians of the Galaxy. Volume 2. Volume 2. Now, finally got around to seeing it yesterday. Uh, Ed had already seen it. John was supposed to see it, but he didn't. Wait a minute. You saw it yesterday? I saw it yesterday. And if he didn't cancel, you wouldn't have seen it either. <laughs> That's John, what, what, this, what, doesn't, this doesn't this um, doesn't excuse <laughs> you. This doesn't excuse you. Okay, you had in, plenty in, of time. In any case, uh, I think this spoiler discussion is going to you know go into what we like, what we didn't like. Uh, you know, as I always like to say, our discussions aren't really about reviewing the movie as a sort of like here's what I recommend. It's a discussion about the movie, and overall. I have to, you know that what my feelings are for the first film, mm-hmm. that I was not, uh, I'm not like one of these And I'm completely okay with it. Loved, I'm completely okay Who with loved it. that first film, I think it's mediocre at best. I'm sorry, I really, and it's not because the things don't work in it. Uh, the characters work. 
the gags worked in the first film for me. The use of the music worked for me. But outside of those things, I don't find anything else really spectacular about it. I don't think the action was amazing in the first film. Uh, I think a lot of the actors are underserved. I think, like, I love Karen Gillan. I love her on uh, Doctor Who. But I, I really disliked her nebula in the first film. Uh, the delivery of the lines is just like... Uh, and overall, I just feel that they did a lot more work in that first film on the gags than on anything else because the villain is not particularly great. It ends in a way that I find a little cringe-inducing with a dance-off hold hands thing. It's I, it, it didn't work on the same level for me that I apparently did everyone else who really recommend it because they, you know, they really like that. It's a light tone. It's very, it's very joke orientated, but also the characters are given a lot of spotlight. You know, you know, I didn't watch it, but it sounds like you're describing. They were trying to go for like the Ant-Man feel. Well, I, I think that the, it's definitely on the, like I said, it's the lighter side of, yeah. of it. Uh, uh, you didn't see the first one. You didn't see the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I played the fifth. Oh my wow. God! Really? You've never seen you've never seen the first one. Your Honor, I played the fifth. Oh geez, oh, wow. so you wouldn't have been any good for us anyway because you wouldn't be able to know <laughs> because the second volume is a continuation oh, of the characters true. that we've seen. Uh, I, now, Ed, you you seem to enjoy the film, uh, whereas I'm. It's not that I again. I can't say it's bad. I just felt. When I was this is always going, like, what whenever eh. we get in whenever we get into this discussion, um, I always feel the need to sort of defend it, but at the same time, I'm not. I can understand where you're coming from, and I'm also not saying it's it's epic in 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 what many f- people these fans and what they're talking about when they talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, we want to be able to now you and I. Being the people that we are, we want to be able to take connoisseurs. Yes. Well, what we what we appreciate the most, cognoscenti. What we appreciate most is these directors or these properties are taken seriously, and they then they pump out really good movies, or or that they bring sort of bring them out to life because it adds a whole new dimension to some of the stuff that uh, you and I have um, a, a, some a very direct appeal to comic books. Sci-fi, okay, and, a lot of crap like that, right? Yeah, as you like say, that. as you okay. say in the beginning of the right. show, right? Now, so, but your t- now, but again, now, so your overall like on the movie now, is... overall with two is, um, overall, I feel that it's perhaps slightly better on edge to the first one. Now that said, I think that there's something very special about the opening Redbone. Um, with with the uh, with Peter Peter Quill, and then the, the the credits come up. There's something very special about that. Um, you know the "Come and Get Your Love" ending, be uh, beginning. There, that's to me that's iconic in terms of comic book movies. Okay, so how do you feel that they now, did that with the, with this film? Though? With this film, it's cute, which is a very which is saying something completely different with uh, Baby Groot. Um, dancing to, and I forget the name of the song, and I have the list here. Um, uh, is, Mr. Is Blue Sky. Mr. Blue Sky, the, Electric first, Light yeah. Orchestra, right? Yeah, it's so, the first one. Oh. Um, and it's cute. And then I'm like, is this what we're getting? Now, again, I think it has a particular edge in the first one in terms of plot, because the first one, 
I don't you and I, I like I'm just going to talk because about the him. villain didn't really Ronan matter. the accuser sorry just really didn't th- th- doesn't resonate to me as a villain um, which is it's a terrible well, something that's very t- uh, unfortunately very there's, typical there's very with, light on the background of the character he's very mustache twirling he's not part- he's just right. not that interesting right. he's, a, he's a big which is unfortunate because a lot of these Marvel movies um, Loki aside the villains haven't been the great. Villains, this is, this is, this is, this is, but but yes, in this film they do a good job. Ego, with the, the living planet, which is a little bit like it's a spoiler talk. But you know it what? Is. It helps a lot that it's Kurt Russell that's playing Ego, the living planet. Right? Great casting. Great casting. Great for performance Peter's da- for, for Peter's dad. But um, you know, again, it's like so. This is your this is your grand plan. Do you do you do you feel that that as again? I think it was better than it was better than Ronan. But, and I like the idea that they had for it. I just felt it was a little undercooked. I felt that about most of these things. I, I like, I everything that they introduced was almost too much. And because of that, nothing, they everything is good, developed enough so that it's serviceable to the plot, but like really drawn in, really, uh, which goes to, again, my point of, I think that, they put a little more thought into the gags than into the plot. Now, it's interesting that they put a lot of thought on the characters. I got to give this to this film. The film is about the characters. Now, I think I would have wanted more of that. I would have wanted a little more development and a little more furthering along of that. But I can't take that away from the film. The film is about the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but, a uh, but But Many into, people the plot the is kind of... Uh, the And because the whole development of the plot is based around ego that because ego's thing while it's it's a good re- it's a good reveal it's now let, it's let me, a good, let, let but me ask i think it scratched the surface again it just did all those things were like ah we're doing good enough with that let's get back to the gags it just feels to me like the, the films both the first one and the second one are built around the gags first and then like, oh, here's a, like, let's, like, there's a concentration. There's like, hey, we can do a lot of great improv here, you know, or we can have, like, a coherent plot. But I'm not sure you can do both. You can do both. Anything is per- anything is permissible. I'm just saying that, I, I'm, of course but you let, can. But let me ask you That's that. That's what I think is though is happening, and I think it's telling in the in the way the, 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 the film is. Now, again. L- let's, let's, let's get into a plot a, a little, and Ego, the Living Planet, it's a character piece, right? So an Ego, the Living Planet is a very, um, uh, takes up a majority about the, of the plot here, right? It's, it's a, a, a celestial being who is, J, who is Peter's father, and basically, he wants to take over the universe, and he does that by planting seeds all over the universe. But it happens to be that Peter is the only seed, um, who, prodigal son, who comes home exhibiting the powers, the that, powers that, needs, that ego has. That right? He He's the only that. one that's successful because he needs two. Right? To, he needs two people. And how do we know like that? It. Because he was the only one who was able to hold the, uh, an infinity stone. Now, that said. You, um, I refer a lot of the, the, the crazy outlandish Marvel stuff, comic book stuff, um, here. And I, and I always refer to you, like, I always re- re- like ask you about it because you seem to have more than a foot in on these things, you know, um, Eagle Living Planet. I hear a lot of fanboys, they go, I hope we get to see Eagle Living Planet. Really? Why? <laughs> 
Who wants to see I, I, a planet <laughs> with a face on it? I look. That's just the, 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 a lot of the, a what I'm saying is a, the, a lot of the Marvel cosmic stuff is crazy bat bat shit. Crazy. It, it's, it's Jack Kirby, it's, right? So it's, it's it's very out there. It's right. a lot of the cosmic stuff is very out there, and. I kudos to Marvel for including something like, in my opinion, Ego the Living Planet in this. And like I said, that A plot is, you know, is good with Peter and the dad. Uh, all the other subplots in it, I kind of feel they're like, oh, that's okay. That's good to introduce that. But then I don't feel the payoff was as big as Rocket's self-realization about him being an a-hole to people or yon, even the whole, you know... You know what I see? Yeah, exactly. Someone <laughs> just like me. Someone I, just again, like and, me. And it's, it's, like, it's not done in a way that I can ever say is bad, but it's not particularly, like... It's not meaty enough, in my opinion. It's like the whole... Like, again, they're like, okay, Yondu raised Quill as a boy. Like, they needed to go more into that. I think there needed to be... That's an excellent point. You know, uh, instead of having stuff because like... Because we don't see that. We don't get... We don't, nah, you said earlier, we don't In the really... first film, quite frankly, <laughs> Yondu is very close to killing Peter at one point and is very close to killing mm. him. So this bit of a retcon is like, nah, I'm, I was, he was your... He was maybe your father, but I was your daddy. It's kind of <laughs> like it feels like, uh, okay, I guess. That was my thing with all of these sort of... was like, I, okay, I, I guess, yeah, you've, you've established enough here... That yeah, you've come, can come to the conclusion you've come to, right? And again, if there had been maybe less shtick, mm. and this is the other part about it was James Gunn is now getting to the point where, in this film, there's a rhythm. You know when these jokes Good, are going to come. Right. You know when they're going to land. You know the character is going to say something serious, something to lighten things up. A character is going to state something, and then oh, here's obvious follow up joke. Would if you wanted to see more of? Um... Some of the original characters. By spoilers, by the way, uh, Stallone. Can you do your Stallone that uh, uh, that Starhawk impression? You broke the code. <laughs> what are you talking about? You broke the code. <laughs> what if you wanted to see more of that? By the, the way, I want to see this. All right, I want to see this. I want to see Miguel Velez just do voiceover for like original Guardians of the Galaxy. I want to. Can you? Astro Vance, quick, give me an Astro Vance. <laughs> Who would you cast? <laughs> I cast as Astro Vance. Ooh, because uh, because okay, here my point is that Don't you get to see like that. you 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 saw Charlie tw- uh, Charlie twenty uh, Charlie, Charlie twenty seven Martin X Martin X played by your pal Michael Rosenbaum. Okay, in any case, <laughs> that was a th- that was an issue I had with the film as well. Was uh, there introduced this whole idea of the Ravagers that we don't really didn't really see in the first film. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, are they like a merry band of outlaws? Okay, so they're not space scum. Now we're supposed to believe that there's some sort of hierarchy of right. these honorable. privateer honorable privateers <laughs> or something. I don't know, man. Again, that's my that that felt undercooked. There are a lot of individual sequences that are good in the film. The opening sequence is fantastic. The whole, you know, uh, Mr. Blue Sky and dancing baby Groot, but all in all, I could just see the manipulations that were going on. I could see the whole, like, here, baby Groot, he's so cute, you can't not love what he's doing. They knew what they were doing then. Mm-hmm. I could see the whole... <sighs> it, it you, just did, you, to, did you feel and that? There the... was just enough that you could see everything happening. You could see all the parts in play. 
You can see the sort of, did and that's what kind of made it grating. Like I said, like knowing when that joke is going to land. Did you also when... feel that way about the the Gamora uh, Nebula subplot, sister <sighs> subplot? I, I that li- was undercooked. I, also, I felt that was undercooked as well because that seems to be one of the stronger. <sighs> they, at least they did something with Gamora in this film. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. That, that rather the whereas the, I don't. In my opinion, that would just felt like a lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. Like, give me a flashback. Thank you. Give me a That's flashback that of that. You could have I had Thanos that. in the film without having Thanos in the film. Give me something a little more rather than, oh, I didn't like, you know, I've held now, you responsible. And then Karen Gillan also, quite frankly, again, going for that voice that she's going for. And this just felt purely, and the way this movie ends, I have to say, I think it's purely, that stuff is purely to set up Nebula for something in the something that's to come in the uh, like infinity war in other words setting up a similar ending as they had in the comic right because i'm going to go for thanos i'm going for thanos Thanos, so what you know who's gonna hold the wheel the infinity gauntlet that's how i feel that 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 was in there more than anything else i just i i I, again is it a bad movie no is there a lot of good there's a lot of good bits uh i loved i love rambo raccoon (laughs) <laughs> he broke the code. <laughs> I love, I love Rambo Raccoon. That that whole portion where he, you know, uh, Rocket takes on all of the uh, uh, Ravagers, sort of, you know, uh, oh, well, single handedly in the forest. Exactly, and the only one that can stop with, him with is the, Yondu. Of uh, the escape of Yondu and Rocket is uh, incredible with the fin. Um, <laughs> but I just didn't feel overall. That's really a table. Had... That's not a fin. <laughs> I overall, I, now, if I have to say, uh, there's a person I know who has a completely different opinion of this film, and it just so happened that my mom called me up, like, on Tuesday about it, or it was like, it was like Monday or Tuesday, and she had gone to see it, and she loved the first film. She watches the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon. <laughs> she watches the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, Ed, all right? So, and she loved the second film. She once, and she said, as like, and I quote, like a teenage girl. I want a baby group. I have a friend. Uh, I have several friends on Facebook already, and that's exactly. I have one friend, um, and she's out in the West. Um, Annette, by the way, this is shout out to you. Um, and I saw her. I saw her message, her comment. I want a baby group. There's a lot of that going on. Again, right they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I, I'm not. Again, it's it's, and that is sort of what my issue is with it. Right. Is that you could really, really see the seams of here's the manipulation, here's the type of story we're going for, here's I. Well, let, let, now I'm going to talk about days that led up to the opening of uh, to the release of the movie. You and I, we talked about it. We read a lot of stuff. I uh, um actually with a whole conversation I can't really talk about um on the show, but basically I knew what was going to happen. You already knew the plot. You mentioned something about how Nebula was supposed to be the prize of the of of what was going on here. That the idea of her, um, can you get into that? Do you, you remember, like in the plot, the the, the main the, some the, the things that you had gotten from the hype, where the plot points were already revealed on what was yeah. going on, and how she would. A lot of the, the her cybernetic implants was a result of her. Oh yeah, her, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Now we get that in the movie, mm-hmm. but was there something else that was not mentioned in the movie that that was sort of? 
I don't recall. And now that why there was a reason where uh, why the sovereigns had her, and how and how they 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 were in um, they. Had I don't recall her. any of this, man. I don't. I don't okay. Well, whatever the case was, how did she end up with the sovereigns in the first place? You know. Oh well, yeah. They, there, there. You have it. There's, there's, there's something to be said about like. I just, I felt that there needed to be more of any of the thing that they were doing, mm-hmm. and that includes the the, the sister relationships. Mm-hmm. That includes the whole Yondu, uh, Peter Quill thing. I think that there needed to be just a little more development with Peter Quill and his, even though that takes it's developed nicely. Mm. Again, I can't say anything was terrible. I just think like, uh, give me just a give me just a little more. Give me a little more of maybe Peter Quill doing his god thing, and then there's more sense of what he's lo- he's losing because of that. Yeah, you know that what I mean. They there's, just there, go, it, yeah, there, there's a right. lot of like just let's just get to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, o- overall, just like Ben Browder's uh, um, uh, cameo, yeah, you, he's as a, as a sovereign admiral doing his best peacekeeper uh, voiceover impression. For those of you who are unsure who Ben Browder is, ben Browder, shame the, on you. The star of the sci- late of the Sci-Fi Channel and the Jim Henson Company's uh, Farscape, Farscape, which um, we are filmed ho- in still Australia, hoping to uh, and and a character a uh, who played. John Crichton, who of course is very, very much in the DNA mm. of Peter Quill's Star Lord. Series from the early two thousands. Check it out. Farscape. We'll be doing a show on it in the future. Uh, but did you <laughs> do you feel that that's a good um, tribute? Because you did say like, ah, I, there's no way that Guardians of the Galaxy, at least the, when it comes to, to to the movies, I prefer for, I that, prefer Farscape to Guardians of the Galaxy. I, well, well, I know, I, but, so but far, like I would have to say that that had to be a uh, a shout out to its influence. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, you can't. Because every time James you and Gunn I would cannot, get into that conversation, I can't, I can't think that James Gunn has never seen an episode of Farscape. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> refuse it. It's just too much there. It's 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 too much in there. And again, the film is not. Will you have a good time in the movie? I would say most people are going to have. He's already folded up his uh, his his stuff. He's ready to. <laughs> yeah, he's ready to roll. He's ready to 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 not <laughs> talk about this video. anymore. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's yeah. I don't, I don't. These guys are taking something totally out of out of out of, out of whack here. Um, again, my uh, I really think that this was low level for me Marvel product. Like it wasn't bad. I think and it's going to be more. There's going to be a Marvel, lot more of these because it's already outright. made 500. Right, exactly. Is it de- definitely? What's and again, um, three hundred. I think three hundred change. Who cares? They'll. They will. That's all they that will make their money again. They're just opening in here. They'll. They'll. They'll go on a, a fantastic tear. Guardians will move into uh, appearing in the Avengers, uh, uh, a film. We know that that's for sure. The Guardians are going to appear in that. Um, and. Again, I came away from the film saying it wasn't horrible, but I f- felt the same. You know, that's what I've said about Doctor Strange. Yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree with you, you and know, especially like, since with with the Marvel movies. Uh, and I'll say, I'll say it once, I'll say it again. Um, Civil War to me is gold standard at this point. You know, you know um, Civil so, Civil War is is going to be a high up. Uh, on the even if you take the smaller movies like Ant Man, Ant Man is a fabulous and it's a tight movie. Yeah, it's tight. 
but um, it's hard for me to. I hope that future this, endeavors aren't as, as you say, you know, kind of. Yeah, we just want to get through it and a lot of loose. Let's get to the gag. Let's here, get to the. You know, yeah, yeah. I hope about, that that's not the case I, I, in the future. Again, I can't say for myself that I think that it was a, this horrible film, and I think that's a true about a lot of. Marvel product that doesn't necessarily always like blow me away. Mm. And so it goes, is this all really competently done? Yeah, it's really competently done. But there's a kind of a spark of something. Now, this also is a, a question of like, who is Marvel putting in charge of these sort of things? And you got to give the film the credit that it is a it guns influences in this film. Mm. You see it everywhere. This film is pure James Gunn, and. Okay, yeah, you know, if the reason it maybe doesn't resonate with me is because that it's his specific vision, okay, that's fine. Uh, but it shows that Marvel's willing to like, okay, you, you, you. Then again, we're not. Let's bring, let's bring you back, and you know, what's your vision for this? I just maybe am not like crazy about this sort of very lackadaisical approach to the plot kind of approach. And, and I've been that I, the film had, and um, I think uh, your pal Jeremy, he really diff like would have a different opinion. Contrary to yours, now I'm saying I appreciate people what, love that film because I, the first one because it's fun. I understand loving this film because it's like, oh, it's really funny, not just the fun. It's very funny. Well, it, it's, because it's, for me, the, it's the, done. I feel the that other it's done. parts of it are kind of lackluster. Like I think the CG animation and final battle stuff. It's like there's something. I think that I feel it's, that more there, perfunctory some, than like really visionary looking or really cool or volume really one. Engaging. Volume one to me will always be a, gr a really great summer party, right? Um, this one, which and again, I feel that it's a, a, an edge, an edge over the first one because when you have Peter fighting ego and then Fleetwood Max the chain starts playing again. You gotta give that. You gotta. You gotta give. You know, gun. Absolutely, all that he does that sort of thing. He's getting up there now, through this, through through the Guardians films, as one of these directors who can handle that mixture of music. And can I and can I just go screen. through the list of songs that are that are being played and throughout the movie? Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. It's a great. Uh, Mister Blue, um, shoot, Mister um, Blue, uh, Electric Light Orchestra, Fox on the Run, the Sweet Lakeshore Drive. Um, wow, Lakeshore. Uh, a lot of hands. Uh, uh, the Chain, Fleetwood Mac. Bring it on home. Uh, bring it on home to me by Sam Cooke. Southern Nights by Glenn Campbell. My sweet lord, uh, George. <laughs> right, um, Brandy. But surrender. My wife walked away from the movie, and for a whole entire week, oh, was humming surrender. Was like, I can't get that song out of my head by Cheap Trick. <laughs> and then she's like, I didn't know Cheap Trick did uh, did that song. I didn't know uh, that they did that song. So. Uh, and of course, look, and yes, you said Brandy Guardians Brandy. Inferno, which is done by, by David Hasselhoff. <laughs> <laughs> and this again, this okay, this goes into again this whole kind of like slightly flop sweaty. Yes, the there film. is a David Hasselhoff cameo. Yeah. All right. Yes. Because this is what I mean, though. But I, I, there was the, a part of me that felt like, again, the gag sort of not a gag is that you know, trying a little too hard. His father figure in his too. in Peter's head is Michael Knight from uh, you know, who goes around solving crimes with a talking car, and then like Gamora's like, well, I, I forget like uh, she couldn't she couldn't remember like what you know something with the boat, and it says it wasn't it's a not boat. a talking boat, it's it a, a talking a car. car. And my is Night Rider, and he went around solving crimes. Now this gag, you and I talk about the nine, the Reno nine one one. What is he like? A, what is he like? A like investigator? 
You say Matt Matlock. Matt wasn't Matt Michael Lock Knight. Lock. What is it? What, what does he do? <laughs> is he like a? Is he like a driver? Like he was an investigator. His investigator. He was an inventor. <laughs> <laughs> Matlock fine. Matlock fine. All right. Is it Matlock a lawyer? Shit, you're right. Matlock was a lawyer. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think that that the whole. Cass- Stevens, father and son. Ha- Hasselhoff, Cat and Stevens. then getting into the, you know, I'm going to make Pac-Man, and they first, well, you know, I'm going to make Yeah, that's rap. another weird gag. I, I just can't just, get over. I, that, again, he has the ability to manipulate me. the matter around him, and, and he's he fighting makes, he ego, creates, and what does he do? He, he creates a Pac-Man. He creates a Pac-Man. Because, of course, he's a child of the 80s, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that just feels like... It's a little forced. It's yeah, a, little forced. It's a lot a little of that forced. stuff is... It's, it's funny, but it's a little forced. So overall, I mean, it just doesn't like. It doesn't sound to me. It doesn't sound like it was bad. Rather than it's just not maybe not for me. It may just not be for me it's in person. And and the thing is, again, those elements I do like. I like a smattering of absurdist humor into things. I don't have a problem with that. It for me, it just doesn't feel like. It feels like it's made for the gags and not the plot. Rather than getting well, it's a getting the piece, gags right? really to no... come out of the plots right. and the characters, it's a and which character isn't to say that they don't do funny stuff with the characters that are in line with the characters. But then there's also like there's diminishing returns. It's like we get it. We know how Drax is now. We know how blah blah. blah. Now the fanboy community, it seems as if they're going nuts over this. I know. I was listening to, I was listening to the Fat Man's review on this, right? And the Fat Man. He really does amp things up to like eleven, and it's like, oh man, I just have to say this is like you know. And don't Kevin, you know, we I respect your opinion, with a lot of we things. love Ke- we love Kevin, we do love, but we, because as a public persona, he has become this guy that is like likes everything. The guys in the the Collider guys, they they <laughs> they were also amping this up to eleven. You know, uh, I, so I, I, I remember the Collider guy, the crew going, All the fanboys love it. going, having more reservations for it. Because certainly Christian Harloff mm-hmm. was a, a lot harsher on it. Okay. Than and, you know, even Schnepp was like, uh, it, it, it okay. was, I enjoyed it, but it would not, you know, a lot of people have the caveat saying I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I liked the first one. Right. That's all. I'm coming in from a position where I didn't even really particularly <laughs> found the first, like, again, not bad. I just didn't. It didn't I felt resonate that it, with me the way to the other people, and then you start picking it apart, and yeah, you know, yeah. and this is the thing with party movies, right? You know, is um, I will put Civil War on and keep rewatching it over and over and over again. Um, I don't think would I you, would. Would you? You wouldn't do that with with with, mm, with, the, with the Guardians too, right? Uh, the first one I've I've seen it more than once. Uh, this one I'll probably watch. I'll watch this another six times, and then that's it. <laughs> you know. And, see, I have a feeling that honestly, I'll probably see it this once, and then maybe once yeah. again, and maybe that might right. be it, just to revisit it because it didn't grab me this time. So I'll give it a. I'll I'll watch but it. Hey, John, how many times have you seen it? But to be fair, you went to the Alpine. So. No, I went to Court Street. Yeah, I went oh. to the Alpine. I went to Court Street. He went to Alpine. I saw it at Court Street in a nice theater, big screen. You gave it a real chance. I yeah, exactly. I did. It, I didn't go there like. Which says a t- lot if he saw it at Alpine and liked it. Yeah, yeah that's uh, true. That's a, that I look. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I I do would say that even though you enjoyed the film, like you think it was good as a film. Yeah, it was fun. It was I fun. think that the. the but you can, but it's no you, can, you can understand where I'm coming from. Absolutely. You know, like so. I think that 
at best, I'm at worst, I'm saying this. This is serviceable. It's no great cakes. You're saying it's a little more than f- serviceable, but you can kind of understand why someone would come away from it going, ah, I feel a little blah about it. it not, it's yeah. it. The disappointment comes from when you go. I want to see more of this. I want to see more of that. I want to see more, see more of the, maybe more of the, the dr- ravagers, more of the, dr- the drama. Uh, we'll get more into backstory the stuff. Backstory stuff. Yeah, I, I it, there's again in order to like have all these. You know, characters I mean, because I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, I did. Yeah. I admit that. Um, you know, I got kind of verklempt with um with Yandu with Yandu's death scene. Yes, spoiler, right. Um, that's what I like. I still felt the a performance is really, really connection. good. I absolutely really, I, I did say, but like, I felt it the, needed you, to you be, can't big. help but giggle with the, and now it's a, fa- it's a, it's famous, right? Like, like, a like, uh, Mary Poppins cool. Yeah, yeah he's cool. cool. I'm Mary Poppins. Y'all that is now famous. Yeah, it's now, yeah, it, there, it, yeah there's point. a good reason why the, these movies are doing what they're doing. I, I can't say that. Oh, this was, it's transformers. It's crap. I can't say that. Do you say I, Transformers is crap because it completely is? Yeah, yes, yes, of course. <laughs> but uh, I can't say that about the I, both of the, either of these films. But there is a sense of like, I just think that they could have gone deeper, done more, cut some of the gags. I would have had I would have had a, a if this had been even just a little longer, and if they had maybe not tried to stuff as much as they did into it. Like, if you did the film really need Nebula, I don't know. Like you could have included Gamora into the plot with Peter and his dad, and that would have given Gamora something to do. And then you can have well, again, we said that more it's, time it's to set be up on for, Yondu for Thanos and Raku and, for know. some Thanos like plot thing in the future, right? I it could very well be that that's it. That that Nebula needed to be there because hey, we're going to do something with Nebula. In a few um, years. anything to say about the five post credits? <laughs> I the think Watchers, I, I, Stanley one, and the I, Watchers. Uh, on the one hand, I think that they're self. It's a joke that's being self-aware <laughs> about the post-credit thing, but five is really indulgent, and none of them were particularly great shakes. The original, the original. They really want to do something. Bargain, you're getting five post-credits. Yeah. They, by the way, they really want to do something. They really want to do something. Well, James Gunn wants to do something with Howard Howard Duck. Um, if not that, uh, are we going to see Adam Warlock in the future? We're definitely we going to see want... Adam Warlock, and that's my question: is how is that going to fit into then to Infinity War, or is it just going to be Adam Warlock? Because apparently in the script, Adam Warlock was supposed to be a bigger part of this film, which and is that's... a shame. But see, this is look at everything they already had on their. Yeah, plate. I know, I know. You can't just then shove that in there, and I would hope for an Adam Warlock film with. Uh, the Guardians as hopefully like doing something because Warlock is such a great character. The idea that here's this hero that was set up in these very trippy Starlin stories where his enemy, John, here's this thing. Adam Warlock's this artificially created being. He's out there in space. He meets this girl and it turns out this girl is running from... I don't know if he's a great character though. Hold on. Wait, let me explain. Let me explain. Go on. Uh, she's running from this group called the Church of Universal Truth. Sounds like people escaping uh, Scientology. Scientology, okay. <laughs> now, when Adam is forced to confront this church, Tom Cruise. it turns out <laughs> that the leader of the church is Adam a guy Fox called the Magus. And the Magus is, in fact, Adam Warlock's future self. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, see, uh, uh, oh, uh, there's your hook. There's your hook right there. Uh, and there's, you know, I would hope that they would, it would be. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know, Rick. I mean, we're looking at John. Yes, he's dead on the floor right now, but he, he clearly you can see there's another, there's another John who's replaced him. <laughs> yeah, you need Rick and oh, Morty level know. sometimes explanations for these sort of things from the comics. Now, um, I did see a, a New York Times piece about um, the the scene where Nebula is chasing her sister um, Gamora in in uh, um, into a, a cave. Into the cave, right? Yeah, and how Gunn it really basically ripped off um, the scene from North by Northwest where, where, where Carrie <laughs> yeah, Grant, so she's is, like, she hears where Carrie Grant she, is like she, running away from the airplane. She casually is listening. She hears the incoming right. ship. And, you know, it is a it is very much a, a North by Northwest kind so, of thing. So, which, which says that James Gunn, who does his homework and is very good at what he does, but again, like the, it's not an Ant-Man where like Ant-Man, by the way, is a heist movie. Like, and you said, here's the, the I think what you, the term used before is very telling. Ant-Man is a tight movie. It's very, the plot moves along mm-hmm. very, very fast. The character's interaction is very, very good, but it's all in other boom, words, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom, boom. In other this words, was like, a very meandering And that's, that's a big difference is like, you know, because we, this is. You know, which we're, I, which they're I think, so postmodern into these sequel movies, right? It, it, like these movies were made to make money. Ant Man, which by the way, they didn't know whether there was going to be an Ant Man too, right? Exactly. Right. So the the pressures of that I'm much more looking forward to than I was looking forward to Guardians two, and I have to say that there's nothing in this Guardians film that like outside of the idea of them in the Avengers film makes me want to see like okay, we solved yeah. the mystery. It's like what do we got left? They solved the mystery of Quill's parentage, mm-hmm. so now we know that. Uh, what? Uh, I guess more Drax, jobs, more I jobs. Guess, hey, we can't I do our job because guess, Thanos is in the way. Exactly. As I guess they have to get to Thanos because now we're getting. They introduced all the stuff with Gamora. Yeah. And 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 Nebula. Oh, so. we can't get to Thanos also because uh, which know, is Dr- the other question? Drax's is daughter's you, alive. You know. Yeah, I and guess like, it's going to be something, something like, like that, that, right? Yeah, because how can you defeat Thanos in an Avengers film? Right. And then use him later on as a, a villain again yeah. in a Guardians film. Because he's kind of already been demoted. If you defeated him once, mm-hmm. if the Avengers defeat him in in Infinity War or the second film, then, okay, t- oh, we're going to fight. The Guardians are going to fight Thanos now. He didn't get defeated How by the this? Avengers. Let's like, get a movie that has a uh, um, that war between the Kree Empire and... And the Skrulls? And, and well, the... the um, uh, what are the, what are the, the humans... Of this universe called the 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 Nova the Novas oh the Zandarians oh, the Zandarians okay let's, so Zandar let's, and, let's get and, that you know I mean I don't know again I I it it left me kind of blah I don't think it was as tight as it could have been and therefore I'm not really excited to see what's next in the world mm-hmm. of Guardians and that's a danger Whereas, which that, is, that which is, is a danger with which the, is a this difference phase I think of which is I think is a difference between where I was with Doctor Strange who. I also thought Doctor Strange was a very meh film. But I like the world, and I like the character, and I wanted to see where it would go next. Mm-hmm. At the ending of the film, I would go, okay, I'm willing to see more of a more mature Doctor Strange in the future. This, I, I thought it was I, an okay movie. I saw it. Yeah, I just kind of felt this film didn't make Are me... Are you proud of me, guys? I saw that one. <laughs> in any case, I think that's it for this conversation because there's not anything more we can really say about it. Uh, other than one meh and one, uh, it was a decent movie. <laughs> um, uh, I let, let uh, we got some stuff coming up. 
we got a wonder we got Wonder Woman coming up. Wonder Woman coming out at month. the end, left of the month. Doing a review for that. We want to get into other things like I've been trying to push this whole animated comedy show. We'll be going an animated comedy. And I show. say I am on a Venture Brothers kick right now. <laughs> I breeze through three seasons of, uh, and it's of not that, Rick and Morty. Ed, it's not that Ed didn't watch um, Venture Brothers before. He's always been I'm a fan, rewatching it, but he's rewatching it and realizing and rediscovering how, how and rediscovering how brilliant it is. And of course, uh, recently we had the April first uh, dropping of the Rick and Morty. Let me tell you, let me tell you, Rick, we're gonna go through season nine, Szechuan sauce, nine seasons, Szechuan sauce, Szechuan sauce, in which, uh, you know, that's an, a part of the impetus of doing the animated comedy show because post post the Simpsons, it really has been an embarrassment of riches and a certain number of. Even iconic, long-standing animated comedy has come since the, since the beginning, since the late '80s and the early '90s when The Simpsons first dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got your King of King of the Hills, you've got your South Parks, you've got smaller <sighs> smaller shows. Cleveland show. God damn it, Bobby! You know, you've got smaller shows that, without a doubt, what the hell's a podcast anyway? Were, <laughs> were very influential, broke a lot of ground, and so you know, I think animated comedy is definitely right up our alley. Uh, and oh, what uh, else? What are the other? Uh, we want to do a Farscape show. We, do, we need to do that for Batman. We, I want to do a Batman. show. Well, we've been kicking around an idea of. You've always said you want to do a Batman show, and I, I'm all for that. But what I if I we, tell you that Ken, Kevin Conroy is going to be on? What if I tell you that? Will he be talking about his role? Narrating. He's going to be that time where narrating. I was at the Juilliard. I was at the Juilliard superheroes school decoded and, on the History Channel. I was with the, I was at the Juilliard School and I was roommates with uh, Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams, which are true stories. By Those the are way. true stories. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, the so, Walking yeah, Dead. I want to do Walking, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Uh, and as, as uh, far as the Batman thing, like we can, I think we can integrate that into a Justice League in general. Mm. I think we can do a show for Superman and Batman and Wonder what Woman. was it? Path to the Path to Justice. What What was it like? You had like a title. The, the Road working, to Justice. The League? Road to Justice. Something. TBC. Road to Justice. <laughs> oh yeah, and, oh, we can do a whole and like we can do a whole sound effects thing for the beginning of each one. <laughs> so we like you know TVC's Road to Justice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. Highway to Justice. Highway to Justice. <laughs> wait, wait. See now, see now. Why is he dressed like the Renegade? I was just about to say we're gonna do a whole Lorenzo Lavas. And there's thing. like a Navajo no, guy no, behind no, him. Navajo. Navajo. It all comes around. Why? Because these things write themselves. <laughs> I um, am Navajo. I'd like to say we could end on that, but um, <laughs> Thor is coming up. Thor Ragnarok, which is November, right? Going to be yeah. uh, Marvel's League? next I next saw the biggest. Yes, we did, right. and we've got Justice League as well. We're uh, mirandering here now, people. Yeah. I want to do a Doctor Who show. Yes. Uh, we're going to do a Doctor Who show. There's a lot. We have a lot of irons in the fire of going forward of what we're going to do. A lot do. of iron fists. A lot of, not fewer iron fists than are necessary. <laughs> uh, so uh, until the next time, thank everyone, all of our, uh, all of our fans out there. Uh, contact us on the uh, interwebs. And uh, until next time, I'm Miguel Alejandro Velez. Edward Ng here. Until next time. To be continued. Hey guys, thanks for listening to To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. Our website is www.tobecontinued, a fanboy podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
This episode was brought to you by Rolling Press, a Brooklyn-based, eco-friendly printing business. If you're looking to print your books, magazines, zines, or in comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing, go to Rolling Press. Uh, go to rollingpress.com. Go ahead and get your stuff printed.